Well there, folks, welcome back to another episode for Veteran November here on the CyberHub Podcast. This is a talk podcast, goodbye privacy, you name it, all the crazy podcasts I do. You know why? Because I'm suicidal is why. I'm not only a full-time CISA for multiple companies, I also want to do this. So month of November, dedicated to veterans, only to veterans. That's what it is, folks. It's all veterans all month long because we deserve more than two days a year is my philosophy joining me today uh for another awesome episode is asif ahmad he's a senior security manager over at bt a former u.s army uh supply guy and a really all-around fascinating individual asif welcome to the show buddy thanks james appreciate you having me pleasure to be on and I'm I'm psyched to hear your story because we were talking briefly beforehand and I was just like, okay, cool. And when you reached out and I was doing my research and vetting the different guests that were coming on the show, I was like, okay, this guy's got to have a really good story. So tell us a little bit about um, why you joined the service, uh, what branch of the military you served and how long you served for and what you did. Sure. Well, I first started out, uh, I was in high school and I really didn't know what I wanted to do after high school. I had actual some scholarships lined up to go to other, you know, become a pharmacist, other things. And for some reason, like they didn't really speak to me. So I wanted to travel the world to be completely (laughs) honest with you and meet people. And I figured the army would possibly be the best way for me to do it. So I went all in, all in. I just said, this is, this is what I'm going to do. I went in and from day one, it was probably, it was exciting. I had a really good time while I was in. I was in there for three years, regular army. Then after I did my three years as a supply specialist, I joined the National Guard. So not only did I have three years of that, I had five years of, of the Florida National Guard as well. So I was able to have both experiences while I was in. Yeah, the National Guard, I, I when I initially enlisted, I enlisted in the Colorado National Guard. And so, um, but, but then 9-11 happened and then the rest is pretty much history. But yeah, that's, that's, that's a blast. So, um, tell us about the transition from being military to going into civilian. What was that like? Well, for, for me, it was tough. And I do not envy my fellow brothers and sisters that are coming out and trying to make it in the civilian world. For me, it was very difficult because when you're in the service, like your whole day is pretty much structured. Um, it's very organized. It's very laid out for you. You know exactly where to be, what time to be there, and what you're going to do next. Whereas when you're in the civilian world, you have a lot more, not only freedom in terms of your day and how to structure it, but also it's it's a little bit more loose. So when I transitioned, it was difficult. And also finding people with the work ethic that they had in the Army, or for me, the Army to civilian world, was it was a culture shock for me. Just a complete culture shock. So it was difficult for me to find something that I was passionate about. But luckily, uh, I found tech and cybersecurity, which was a blessing and probably and it was a, it was a great, it was a huge blessing for me in disguise. The way I found it, I found it accidentally because um, I was looking for something to do, and I wanted something to keep me busy, something that's always changing, something that. I could always learn and grow and give me that same feeling that I got in that, that rush. And uh, cybersecurity gave me that rush. It gave me that adrenaline rush that I would, that I would get by being in the service. So that was the, the, it was a natural fit for me. And like I said, I stumbled on it because I first got into computer networking. And then from there, I saw the, the need for, you know, hacker. The, there were so many hackers, so many threats, so many different things going on. 
that they needed someone to learn how to secure communications, learn how to explain these things and work as a team. Because one thing you learn fast in cyber, no, no man or woman is an island. So um, it gave me that, that camaraderie, well, similar to the camaraderie that we had in the service. So that it was a natural fit for me and it just worked organically. And I was fortunate to find this field uh, and stumble on it. So you learned cybersecurity after the service. Um, so it gave you the rush. What'd you start off doing and, and how'd you get started in cyber? Like, did you take any certs? Did you do any classes? What, what was kind of your path into cyber? Well, definitely for me, uh, I, I have a lot of family members that are, they're, they're educated in other aspects. They're like, our, my family pushes education a lot. I was one of the, the outliers that kind of went the military route. In fact, I'm the only one in my family that's, <laughs> that served so far. Um, I have now some cousins. I have a cousin that he's a doctor in the army. Um, he just he just retired. I have other family members now pursuing the, you know that goal. But what I said I was going to do after the service was go to college. Um, I said if I was if I wasn't going to be a lifer in the in the in the army, I was going to come out and go to college. So that's how I got my first break. Is I actually started at a local university. I started going to school, and then through there, there was like a work study program, and that work study program was really really cool. It was really instrumental because. Uh, I started as a lab instructor there. So I would go to school in the day and work as a lab instructor at the same college at night. And one of the only reasons they allowed me to do that was because I was a veteran. Normally, they don't allow the students to do that because a lot of students are, are more or less younger per se. I came out, I was a little older, and I had that military mindset, that discipline. So uh, the dean of the school was like, we normally don't make these exceptions, but because you're a veteran, we'll allow you to work in this program in the, in the evening. So I did that and I was able to help build, you know, uh, environments and, and do a lot of different, different things. And it gave me exposure to a lot of uh, organizations would come in there and use the labs and use the facilities. And it allowed me to network with other, with other personnel and other people in the, in the field. And that's how I was able to transition from working at the college to actually getting my first job in, in cyber. So it helped me, it helped me immensely. Um, and like I said, that veteran background, people, tr you know, at the time, people trusted a lot and gave it a lot of uh, respect. And it gave me a lot of cachet with with my with my supervisors and with my managers because they knew that I was always going to be on time. On time for me was five minutes early. They knew I would give them status reports. They knew I would you know, do a lot of things that that transitions well to civilian world that a lot of people don't get training in that you you get those by default just by being in the service. There's a level of training that you get in the service that's different from from any other. When you started going to college after the service, did you um, also uh, experience any difficulties? I know I speak to a lot of veterans who once they go into college, right, the mentality is different. The uh, discipline is different. Um, also, some of the, the views, you know, you come out of the military or I think a staunch patriot. And, and, and oftentimes you go to, to college campuses, which are a bit more challenging. Um, and, and so how did you how did you deal with all of that? Well, for me, the main transition for me that was difficult was going from, you know, military life where there was really nothing academic that I was doing. Um, you know, I did a lot of some, some singars radio work and I did some other things um, that were computer related in the service uh -huh. to going to a full time computer role. 
So I had to, it was like learning how to walk again. It was, it was literally like a completely new a lifestyle for me. It was very difficult. My first year was probably the most difficult year. I actually had to do a lot of after school work, uh, preschool prep. Like uh, what I mean by pre, uh, preschool is like before I would go to school, like if I, if I had like a hypothetical, let me give you an example. There was uh, a course on databases or data structures. I had no clue what I was doing. So I had to right. study double the time. So I would stay after and work and study. And then I would wake up at four or five in the morning, like actually work out, like kind of like a PT type mentality, then study the course work and study everything that we went over in class, then go into class to be able to be um, competitive with all the other students because I would have fell behind if I didn't do that. So my first year was very difficult. It's like, I felt like I was, if, if, I thought I would never make it, but fortunately I stuck with it. I persevered. Like I used that old, you know, adage, suck it up and drive on. That's what I did. So I just, uh, I just toughed it out and it was well worth it. Cause after that first year, I was able to, it gave me like a leg up on everyone because that second year now, because I put that time in, in the fundamental courses, as we, as we got into the advanced courses, because I had such a strong foundation, I took that time to learn those foundational courses. It gave me a leg up on everyone. In fact, I was the one leading study hall after that. I was the one, so I reaped the, ven the benefits right away. And to be quite honest with you, that type of work ethic, the only place I learned to work like that it was the was the army. I I was not that type of person before the military. I was uh, I was always you know I, I was good academically, but with the discipline that I learned in the army and with that follow through to not only you know start something but to finish it and to lead and lead from the front. Those are all military concepts that I still apply today in my life. That I still apply today in my in everything that I do. Yeah, I think I think the military sets a, a specific set of uh, discipline and, and 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 focus that you don't. That's very hard to get from anywhere else. Um, very difficult. So tell us a little bit about what you do today, how you got into this role, um, and, and and what's it like to be on the civilian side in cyber? Um, you know, after being in the service. Well, it's 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 a little different now. I've I've been out. I've been out of the service for a while now. So I'm. You know, I'm, I'm still a, the only top place I get to channel my inner military is in the gym. Uh, that's where I kind of try to push myself and try to get back to those old, those old army, army, sh the army shape that I was in. I, I, I've been chasing it, still haven't gotten it yet. That's <laughs> <laughs> the biggest challenge working in cyber and, uh, and, and being an old military guy. But I think today I, uh, I manage a lot of people and I manage about 40 people and I work in a, um, I work as a manager. So I think a lot of the times what the military prepped me for was to lead. Um, so sometimes even when I'm working, even if I, I, I start out in an individual contributor role, some way, somehow, if, if a project pops up, some way, I, I always get selected by my peers to kind of take lead. So that's the fortunate thing that I've been, I've been lucky to, to get and take from the military. Um, what I'm doing now is just... Um, it's like I, we do threat intelligence. We do, uh, you know, threat monitoring. We do uh, we we, we uh, raise up socks. We do different different things where we're helping our customers get better and stay secure and help their architecture. So all those skills that I've learned along the years, combined with the military, has just made it worthwhile. 
Uh, there was a time where I questioned, you know, why am I doing this? Why did I even come into cyber? Um, because it's, it's changing so rapidly. There's always a new technology coming out. There's always a new threat coming out. But after doing it for a while, uh, you start realizing that that fundamentals, I keep telling people, like, trust your fundamentals. Take your time and learn the fundamentals you were coming into this field. Uh, that's, what's, that's, what's, that's what helps me. Because even though um, new things come out, those fundamentals, they go a long way. Yeah, the, 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 the fundamentals are, are extremely important. So do you find yourself today, um, um, do you work with other veterans? Do you hire other veterans? How, how's that working? Um, that's very difficult. I try to, I actually work one of my, one of my, one of the people that report to me directly. He's a, he's a veteran. Uh, he was a former MP. So, uh, he's my documentation guy. I, uh, <laughs> I, he's so, uh, he's so detailed, so thorough. So all it's, it's weird. It's like, it's funny, even though I've, I work with several veterans and they're veterans from different forces. So I work with some guys that were in the, the, the Australian military or the UK military or a different different branches, Air Force, uh, Army, Navy. For some reason, though, uh, whenever we see each other, whenever we have like a work event, we always find that table where we all sit down. We always hang out, communicate. We talk shop. We talk family. But it doesn't matter what branch you served in or even what country's military you served in. There's like this bond that we have. And it's like an unbreakable bond. It's a brotherhood and sisterhood that, you know, I'm thankful for. I call it the greatest fraternity, uh, the military fraternity, because it's it's like an unwritten rule, unwritten understanding that we have amongst each other that uh, we celebrate. I mean, we give each other some like, you know, if I meet a, for, uh, a lot of some of my family, uh, some of my friends are Marines. Some of my friends are Navy. We, 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 we give each other, you know, every time there's a football game or there's something, we give each other a little rubbing here and there. But um, I try to work with veterans as much as possible. I try to hire veterans as much as possible. However, it's just I really feel that I would like to see more vets come into cyber. Uh, that's something that I'm passionate about. And if there's any vet, vets out there that need help, uh, please feel free to reach out because I'll gladly do my best to help you because I think we need more veterans transitioning into cyber. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I think there's a... There's, you know, we always hear these different numbers, right? Like there's uh, 3 million open cybersecurity jobs and, and so forth. And, and realistically, that's, you know, the, I think a lot of these numbers are highly inflated. Um, th there is one aspect of veterans that, that even myself as a CISO, I can tell you, um, I constantly uh, admire, which is the work ethic and the, um, the attention to detail and then the ability to work towards the end of the mission. So there's no, you know, um, when, when we're in an incident, rarely are people going like, all right, I'm taking a break today. I'm going home at six because I need to. People who are, typically come from the service, um, and not to say that others don't, but but it, it, it's less of a headache, I think, uh, from a family, a family that a military family understands the dedication to a mission. I think very different from a civilian family. Uh, understanding of well, it's a job. Come on, come home, be with us, your your family, and so forth. Um, a lot of times, people people miss that. What would you tell um, a company who's who's maybe hesitant about hiring veterans? What would you tell those people about the advantages of of hiring people like yourself and and our brothers and sisters who are transitioning out? I think that it, they should make it a priority 
to hire veterans. And this is why I think you alluded to some of the, uh, the advantages, but I'll, I'll say it, they understand teamwork. They understand uh, collaboration. They understand their roles. Um, they understand and they're loyal. That, that this is something that goes, uh, that, that, that doesn't get mentioned a lot. Like a lot of companies worry about retention. So you, you get like talent and you want to retain talent. You want to keep them and you want to develop them. Uh, a veteran is the perfect person for that. If you want someone that's going to come into your organization with a fresh perspective, that's loyal, that understands, and that's willing to work not only their tails off, but also contribute to the company's culture and make it their own and add to it. I think veterans bring that and uh, they bring that like that mentality that and they will go like I hate to say this, use this terminology, but they will go through the wall for you. They will go all the way and buy into your culture and, and take it to the next level. So I feel like if you are an organization out there, I feel that a veterans initiative and, and ability to reach out to veterans, vet, uh, veteran development uh, internally and externally would would do would do your company wonders uh, to get veterans to come into your organization. I've had several organizations reach out to me and ask me that same question. Like I've seen some some companies in finance, they're doing that a lot more now. And a lot of other a lot of other companies in other sectors sectors are starting to develop veterans programs. But I think we need more, um, and we need and I think. I think that would be that would do a lot of organizations well. So if an organization out there are, are thinking about it, I say do it. Um, it would it would do it would change your culture and actually make your company a lot better. Yeah, that's brilliant. So let me ask you this: you know, as we kind of wrap up our interview and 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 our time together today, briefly, I'm sure we'll have a lot more time together later. Um, What's what's one thing you you loved um, about your military service? Like, what's one fond memory that you go, man? You know, only in the military can this happen. Um, I would honestly say the the brotherhood that I share with with the guys that I I served with. Um, a lot of the units I served in were combat units, so um, a lot of the units at the time when I was in, there were just a lot of a male male oriented unit. It was just all guys. So I was in infantry units. I was in artillery units. So I was attached to a lot of these units. So when you're, when you're attached to a unit like that, you're sometimes in the field for a mission for like 30 days. Right. Uh, and then you guys are together in close confines. There's really nowhere to go. Just, I mean, just to use the bathroom is, is, is a task and it's uh, and you're sleeping under the stars. So you're getting, you're developing uh, a bond that, it becomes unbreakable. Like I still talk to guys that I've, I served with almost 20 years ago. And we, when we, when we have a conversation, it's like, we never left. It's like, we, we picked up right where we left off. So that bond, that brotherhood, that camaraderie is something that's real. It's something that's authentic and it's something that I can count on and trust. And I think I miss that, 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 that energy more than anything. Like I said, cyber and, and uh, the, the relationships I've built, as a civilian, have been great relationships and they are authentic, but nothing beats, um, like they say, going into the foxhole or going to on a mission together and accomplishing it. And I think I miss that that more than anything. That's that brotherhood is uh, is one that it, it it stands the test of time. And I'm so happy that I'm able to at least keep in contact with a lot of them, not all of them. You know, unfortunately, some have uh, have passed. Uh, due to missions and due to other things, but uh, I, uh, I I miss that the most, and I would say that that camaraderie is is something that it's just rare. It's once in a lifetime. 
Yeah, there's 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 an aspect. You know, it's funny. I've done. Uh, I've now recorded, folks. For for people listening, we're recording this in October. It's going to air in November. Some of these are pre-recorded, and I do apologize, but it, it's it's very difficult to get schedules aligned uh, to record them um, a day before we want to post them. And so it's not something I, I I really wanted to do, but but unfortunately the um, the logistics here were a bit more uh, challenging than anything else. But I, I you know. We talk a lot about veterans in the aspect of uh, um, of, of Veterans Day in November or uh, Memorial Weekend in May. And for a lot of people, when you say Memorial Weekend, they think the start of summer uh, and barbecue. And and, and 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 for a lot of us, that's that's not what it is. It's 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 the day where we remember our fallen brothers and sisters. I think. Um, you know, the latest statistics I saw is a, a, an average of 22 veterans commit suicide a day. Um, I wear this um, bracelet right here. Um, it's um, it's an awareness. People ask me what it is. Well, it's an awareness. You can get it from iHeartDogs. And, um, you know, they, they, they give these to raise awareness um, uh, for veterans. And then the, the beautiful thing about getting these, um, Asif, by the way, and they're not sponsoring anything of this. I'm just mentioning it because you brought it up, um, is um, they help veterans get dogs. So um, when you buy one of these, it actually uh, donates to a fund to connect a veteran with a dog um, so that a lot of these guys, they come back from war, they come back alone, um, they, they, they come back without a, um, 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 a, a sometimes, you know, they're different, their family doesn't know how to take it, girlfriends, wives, you know, there's stuff that happens back home when they're deployed that just are beyond anyone's control. And so... It's a good cause, and I think any people who can support the Wounded Warrior Project, uh, anything like that to help veterans beyond just InfoSec uh, would be doing a a great deal of work, a really great deal of work. No, I agree. I think think that's something I'm really glad you you mentioned it, James. Uh, It's it's a lot of of people come back from combat, from the service in general, and and they suffered. So I try my best to support a lot of veterans organizations if I see a veteran out there trying to, you know, do something, whether it's uh, it's not, it doesn't have to be an infosec. It could be, you know, whether it's a personal training, whether it's um, doing anything, I do my best to support those organizations. And what's funny is that when you meet them, uh, they end up wanting, because they know you're a veteran too, they end up wanting to give you discounts. That's just the type of brotherhood and sisterhood that we share with our, with our, with our fellow comrades. So, uh, you know, it, it just goes to show you the character and the mindset of veterans when they, when they meet another veteran, it's it's just it's just an instantaneous bond that you share, and well, uh, I, I really hope it's a level of respect. Yes, right. Agree. It's 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 a level of respect. It's a, it's a level of, um, you know, where'd you do your basic? I did my basic in Fort Jackson. Okay, so you know, it's funny. You always ask people where'd you do your basic, and based on where they did their basic, you can pretty much get an idea. Um, of, 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 you know, who their drill sergeant was, um, you know, the kind of weather they went through, the kind of experiences you ask them about the, 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 those kinds of things. And I think that's, that's something that you don't get anywhere else. And you're absolutely right. I mean, you brought up some really, really good points and, 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 and I, and I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, anytime we can support one another or we can push our organizations from within to create these programs, to help our, our our brothers and sisters who are transitioning out or in need. I mean, um, we talk about people coming back from um, from deployments. I want to talk about people who come back that are forced 
to uh, discharge from the military because of medical reasons or mental health reasons. And this whole idea, you know, if one thing good that came out of COVID um, was the highlight of mental health now among normal population. And so, um, you know, th things that really should be discussed and, and, and can't be taboo and, and we'll get better at them, I'm sure. Most definitely. I, I totally agree. I think just us talking about it is huge. I think us just bringing it up and trying to raise awareness with not only our, our you know, our, our civilian friends and family, but also our, our military family. I think a lot of a lot of people in the service, they tend to suffer in silence. So I think the fact that we're talking about it more, we're talking about that 22 a day more, we're talking about PTSD more, it's out there and we're trying to make it less and less taboo. So, so all of our, our veteran, fellow veterans can feel that they have a safe place that they could talk about it. So the fact that we're just bringing it up um, in this conversation is, is big. I think it's big and I, I kudos to you for that. Um, brilliant. I, I see if I appreciate you coming on the podcast today, folks, that's another episode of veteran November. Make sure you share this with your friends and, and, and your colleagues, uh, help raise awareness, a share costs you nothing, but it brings so much more attention to the men and women who are in our uniform and it encourages them and it gives them more resources and more things. So, um, um, you know, please do that. Um, we'll be back with more um, uh, tomorrow. Um, and until then, folks, thanks so much for listening. Asif, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate My it. Pleasure. Thank you for your service, sir. Um, folks, we'll be back thank with you. more in just a little bit. Um, hang tight. Until then, folks, stay healthy and stay cyber safe.